Catholic business professionals, networking, opportunities, sharing the Catholic faith, giving back to the church community. In Catholic business, principle matters. What do you think of when you hear the word ordinary? And what do you think of when you hear the word extraordinary? Welcome back to Principal Matters, and thank you for joining us today. This is Mark Meyer with your co-host and my friend, Michael Lind, and today we'll be discussing ordinary versus extraordinary. As always, let's begin Principal Matters with a prayer. Michael? Thank you, Mark. Uh, this first prayer will be a prayer for integrity. Awesome. Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you, for it teaches me to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before you. Even when it brings about hurtful circumstances, help me to do the right thing in keeping with the Christ-filled nature I received upon the day of my salvation. May I not be found lacking in integrity, but rather be characterized by my integrity as it honors my Father in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Ordinary versus extraordinary. Is there a- extraordinary extraordinary yeah so michael what do you think of when you think of the word ordinary what first comes to your mind i'd like to say i just think of what we're expected to happen in our lives it's just ordinary it's it's, it's just something that we take for granted maybe or exactly. just our daily stuff that we know no better because it is what it is yeah for me the words that come to mind first when i think of ordinary or common usual yeah common. normal average and even boring. Sometimes you see and expect, um, or some things or something that you see and come to expect every single day of your life, right? So it's, ordinary kind of becomes your habits. Exactly. That, yeah. um, and, and so what about extraordinary? What, what would come to your mind? Well, I think it's something that, it, it's something out of what we're accustomed to or our daily, like, you, like our habits is something that it just, it's all struck in when you, when you, going through, let's say, your daily activities, and all of a sudden a little extra happens that, that that's either you're not expecting, maybe it's a surprise, it's sudden, it's, right. it, it's, it catches your attention. And that's exactly what I think of as well. I think of exceeding someone's expectations mm-hmm. um, or even your own. Um, something that's incredible or amazing, certainly uncommon uh, or unusual. Um, yeah. In the English language... Obviously, just five letters separate the words ordinary and extraordinary. Um, And it's the word extra. And while extra can be defined as outside, in English, it also means superior or just a little bit more. The word we use is often not as important as the idea itself. That is to say, the distance between ordinary and extraordinary is shorter than you or anyone else might think. It's not that long. It's only five <laughs> letters to begin with, right? Um, people often think there's a huge gap, though, between normal and special. They've assumed that about average as well. So when you think of above average as an example, they always think above average is far above average, not just above average. So unfortunately, once you believe that, it's very easy to conclude that since you're average, you'll never be anything else. That there's no way to claw your way up to above average. Because 
by nature it becomes a habit. So it's it's kind of it is what it is, and you accept it, and you and, and you come accustomed to it. Right. So, or the extraordinary just kind of goes by the wayside. Or or you're not willing to do the extra work you think it well, takes to get above. I think average. that that's right there is is the point. Yeah, right exactly. There. And 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 it may not take as much work as you think yeah. to be above average. Is my point is that the gap is not that big. So I can tell you that from personal experience that most make the gap way far too wide in their own minds. In some areas of life, think about this. A second makes all the difference in the world. Michael, do you remember Usain Bolt? Yeah, yes. Bolt is known as the fastest Fastest man man in the world. world. Yeah. And he's the current world record holder for the 100-meter race Mm -hmm. in track. His record for that race is 9.69 seconds. In the Olympics, if you recall, he won the gold medal, racing against seven other men in the final. What was the time difference between his time and the number two man, the silver medalist, Richard Thompson? Did you give me the answer? I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't know either. So I looked it up. Does it matter? Not he even. Won. A, not even a second. That's Thompson right. ran the hundred meters that day in nine point eight nine seconds. The difference, therefore, between gold and silver was point two seconds. Therefore, the fastest man in the world, the winner of that race and the world record holder, ran a hundred meters in two tenths of a second, less than his nearest competitor, who we don't remember. Two tenths of a second. I don't think we even comprehend. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you know? I certainly don't. It's lightning. But case in point, <laughs> a second, yeah. or in this case, even a fraction of a second, can make a huge difference. This morning, as I was thinking through this, I purposefully just blurted out the words ordinary versus extraordinary. And my 12-year-old son, walked into the room, apparently he heard me, and he quickly responded, extraordinary wins every time. Amen. And how simple but true. And so I didn't phrase it in a a form of a question because I didn't want to do that. mm -hmm. I wanted to see what his mind was grasping at a young age. He said, extraordinary wins every time. Well, think about it. I mean, if you went to anybody, especially your kids, but – your spouse, or anybody else, I mean, they don't want ordinary. Everybody wants <laughs> extraordinary, true. but what are you doing to get extraordinary? That's right. I mean, that's where it really comes to. But I think everybody you ask that's assumes right. ordinary, but are they willing to do that's right. the extraordinary? Then you're exactly right, Michael. You hit it exactly on the head. And in life, just as in sports, nope. extraordinary performance is also separated from an ordinary one by the slightest of margins. So what if your ordinary life could become extraordinary with only the smallest of changes? Would it be worth it? Would it be even worth trying it? So here are some extras that can help you close the gap between ordinary and extraordinary. A little extra effort. There's a price to be paid for achievement, and sometimes it's a very large price. But sometimes just a little extra effort can yield significant results. So what price are you willing to pay for success? Secondly, a little extra time. To give something time, we need something other than perseverance. We need patience with the process of growth itself. 
I believe that many of us overestimate events and underestimate the process. Leaders develop daily, not in a day. And thirdly, a little extra help. I love this saying. If you see a turtle on the top of a fence post, you know you have to have help getting there. Why do I love it? Because I'm that turtle, (laughs) right? I've achieved nothing without help from others. I know I didn't get where I am today in life, in business, on my own. I'm just not that smart, that gifted, or that fast. Wow. Well, stay tuned. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back to continue our discussion on ordinary versus extraordinary. You're listening to Principal Matters with Mark Meyer and Michael O'Lynn. Hello, I'm John Malonsong, owner of River Road Coffees. I'm proud to be a supporter of Catholic Community Radio. I'm also a member of the Catholic Business Network, an organization for all Catholic business owners in Louisiana. We share our faith and visit with others at our morning breakfast. Go to catholiccommunityradio.org and sign up on the Business Network link. You'll be glad you did and come share a great conversation and a cup of River Road coffee with us. This is Principal Matters. Welcome back once again to Principal Matters, where we give you views on business from a Catholic perspective. In this episode, we're talking about ordinary versus extraordinary. And Mark, uh, last segment you mentioned about Hussein Bolt and and, and being an Olympic and the world's fastest runner, sprinter. And it brought back a memory that I went to a, a sales conference somewhere up north. Oh, this is going to be good. Yeah, this is going to be good for everybody out there. <laughs> I'm just anyway, kidding. in the line of athletics, because that tends to be, I guess, what I relate to real well at, uh, there was a guy, uh, a gymnast. It was, I think it was Kurt White at the time. And, and, and that year, he was going to Olympics. And, and uh, I think it was the Russian team was deemed the number one the contender to be for the gold medal. And obviously, the U.S. was right up there, but they were second best. And I can remember him saying that everybody was the odds were against them. And in the end, as we knew recall, he ended up winning the gold medal, Kurt White. And he said, and the questions were, well, what did you do differently or extraordinary? And he said, every day when everybody left, I exercised or did a half hour extra than everybody else. <laughs> right. And in the end, it's like, I don't know the mathematics behind it, but it's you know two and a half extra weeks full time of working out. But he contributes his success or, or, or his achievement of being extraordinary to doing what everybody else wasn't willing to do or doing a little bit more. I don't, you know, and, and, and this is where I think you're going with the conversation on the list that you had. Well, that's right. And so if you, to, to kind of repeat and recall yeah. the, the, the three uh, extras, if you will, uh, that would help you to close that gap, a little extra effort, a little extra time, and a little extra help. A little extra effort, a little extra time, and a little extra help. That's it. And um, so, and, and again, from the first segment, if I was to say, if you remember anything from that first segment, just remember the gap between ordinary and extra, extraordinary are not that far apart. I agree. So if you accomplish just one of the above extras, so to speak, your work will begin to be above average in that area. If ordinary people 
gave a little extra effort, spent a little extra time, sought a little extra help, they would become extraordinary. If. <laughs> That's right. The two-letter word that ever stumbles everybody, if. And it sounds so simple, and it is just that short of a distance. Yeah. But it's that if, the two-letter word that's like the five-letter like, word extra. That's like know? that's like going to Mass on Sunday and staying an extra five minutes just to pray longer than anybody else. Or better yet. <laughs> and I know you do this with your family, showing up early yeah. rather than just for 10 o'clock Absolutely. Mass, showing up at 10 o'clock that's for right. the Mass. I mean, prepare yourself, prepare yourself, get there 15 minutes early, get settled, get the family settled and and, and get mentally prepared and do a little extra to prepare yourself for what exactly we should be there for. And and that's a very good transition. So why would we want to become extraordinary? And what does the Catholic church say about it? Well, in in Catholicism, typically ordinary versus extraordinary are associated with the quality of life. Mm -hmm. And meaning if death is thought imminent, then ordinary medical care is owed to a sick person versus extraordinary means the um, pre- uh, uh, I guess persevering or preserving, I should say is a better word, of human life. Mm-hmm. So in this sense, ordinary really means obligatory and extraordinary really means optional. And of course, that's not at all what we're talking about here today. No. What we're discussing is our life in our journey in general and being an extraordinary business professional or being an extraordinary person is it correct and and, and you need to, and you got to want to be you know and i think as you mentioned through business through your family through the church you know we, we need to be extraordinary we need to go the next level to do the little extra put in the extra efforts and, and we all know what they are I mean, we, sometimes we don't think about it right. long enough or we don't choose to do it for some odd reason, and maybe it's the evil ways that are around us and surrounding us on a, on a regular basis. But the extraordinary, Mark, just like you said, is that close, but yet it's so far sometimes. That's right. And, and for some odd reason, we don't tend to go down that well, path. Yeah, and, and I, the, I don't know why. And Well, in the episode where we discuss Catholic characteristics of excellence, mm-hmm. we discussed achieving excellence in great detail. We mentioned within our catechism, chapter 1, the dignity of the human person, article 7, the virtues, which is paragraph 1803, and it states, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. A virtue is an habitual and firm disposition to do the good. It allows the person not only to perform good acts, but to give the best of himself or herself. Within the Bible, Colossians chapters 3, 17 and 22 state, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Whatever you do, do from the heart as for the Lord and not for others. So if we are to say and do everything from the heart and in the name of Jesus, how can we not strive to be extraordinary? That, thank you. That in all that we do. While you were reading through that, that's exactly what I'm thinking in my head. I mean, we are called through our relationship and children of God to be extraordinary. Yes. And, and what it says to me in particular is that if you want your work to be blessed by God, 
that is to be considered an offering. You need to exceed what is expected of you, no matter what you do. Do more than the minimum. Don't just get by. God wants us to go beyond the normal and surpass what is required of us. The most important reason we should exceed in our work is because Jesus told us to do it. That's right. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 41, Jesus said, Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two. That is, and, and, and I'll also say the Bible contains over 60 verses about hard work. And we shared several in the episode about finding the spiritual purpose of your work, if you recall that. The verse that stood out to me the most, though, was Colossians chapter 3, verse 23, which states, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men. And also 1 Corinthians chapter 10, 31, which states, So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Therefore, the extra efforts we make in all that we do honors the Creator's gifts and the talents received from Him. So therefore, strive to be extraordinary in all you do, and that will praise God itself. So we challenge you to be extraordinary, not ordinary. So please don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back to continue our discussion on Extraordinary versus Ordinary. Hello, this is Jimmy Sagers. How would you like the ability to explain and defend the Catholic faith biblically? One solution is my book, The Fullness of Truth, which is written in language that lay people can easily understand. You can get it on Kindle for only $2.99. Or if you like paper, you can have total access to the entire book for $9.99 at thefullnessoftruthoneword.com. Thank you. Welcome back to Principal Matters. This is Michael Lynn, along with my dear friend, Mark Meyer, and uh, we are discussing ordinary versus extraordinary. And uh, Mark, I'm going to ask you one more time, because I think lists are important, and I'm going to ask you to reference back the three points that we made in the sure. first segment of the show. Unfortunately, there weren't seven. <laughs> yeah, that, because we seven has been our common day. So maybe this will be a little bit easier for our listeners to remember. So <laughs> right. let's, let's well, do the three. Well, I, can add, I can add four more. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'll three. Yeah, the three are, again, it's a little extras, no pun intended, that, well, actually pun is intended, uh, that you can do to try to move from ordinary to extraordinary. Give it a little, little extra effort, a little extra time, and get a little extra help. help. Help, time, and effort. Effort. Yep. So, hey, I once heard about a mom and a dad who decided to give their child a very curious name of Odd. So, yes, his name was Odd. 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 No, I'm listening. Okay. Poor kid. <laughs> Obviously. What was his last name? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going not, not to go there yet. <laughs> Obviously, that name invited ridicule and mockery all throughout grade school. You know, cruel kids can be, right? Especially at that age. But also mockery through high school and college. Mm -hmm. And the jibes made him want to just achieve and be successful. And ultimately, he did become a very successful lawyer. But because people ridiculed him his entire life, he decided that upon his death, he wanted an unmarked tombstone 
placed at his grave so that his name would never again be uttered. His wishes were honored. The problem was, when people saw the tombstone without an inscription, they almost always said, that's odd. (laughs) (laughs) But Jesus gave his disciple Simon the new name of Rock, if you remember that. Yep. Why? He knew Peter would eventually grow into the name. His given name, Simon, means a listener or a hearer. But upon seeing him for the first time, Jesus essentially gave him a nickname, a new title to describe the person he was going to become. He said, your name is going to be Peter or Petra, Mm -hmm. which literally means Rock. rock. I think the other disciples, though, might have done a little snickering at that point. Because if there was anything Simon was not, it was not a rock. A rock is stable and solid. Peter was given the emotion of a moment. He could be hot-headed, but when God saw him for what he could become, we know that Jesus knew what he was getting. He knew Peter would fail and fall short. He even knew that Peter would ultimately deny him. But Jesus also knew Peter would make the greatest comeback of all time. He knew that after his early failure, the rock would courageously serve the Lord all the days of his life. He looked right through him, and he saw his potential. Well, that's, and, and, and that's a part of, I think, what we're called to be in the path where we need to go down and mean this extra ordinary that's right which is we don't know what we're supposed to be or what our future is going to bring but one thing we do know since we are called to be extraordinary individuals that if we do what we need to be doing to to achieve the extraordinary which is not much of a distance it's very simple that we will fulfill what we are on the face of this earth to do and ultimately go to heaven so very true. And we spend so much time looking for it instead of yeah. just trying to be extraordinary. You know, in the same way Jesus looked at Peter, he looks at us. And he doesn't just see us for what we are or who we are. He sees us for what we can become. We might see a lump of clay, but God sees a beautiful vase. We see a blank canvas, but God sees the finished painting. We see a lump of coal, but God, of course, sees that refined diamond. We see problems. God sees solutions. We see failures. God sees potential success. We see Jacob. God sees in Israel. Mm -hmm. And we see a Simon, but God sees the apostle Peter. So God can take the failures of our lives and use them for his glory. That doesn't mean we should go out and intentionally fail, obviously. But it means that when we do, we can learn from those mistakes and strive to be extraordinary in all that we do. And we're going to fail. I mean, unfortunately, whether we like it or not, that's a part of Mm -hmm. our growing and becoming extraordinary and fulfilling where we're supposed to be and who we're supposed to be 
why we're here on the basis. I'm serious. I mean, I think about this, and it's you can't. Well, I'm in a kind of catch twenty two situation. I don't want to fail. I want to be extraordinary. So right. you yeah. know, so don't we, try. And then when we do fail, we kind of put down on ourselves. I think sometimes we're a lot harder on ourselves than other people around us, That's especially right. as leaders in the community, business leaders, or leaders in the church. Because we're demanding of us a lot of times. And so sometimes we make this extraordinary a lot more complicated and a lot harder to achieve in our own minds than actually what it is. Oh, that's simple as it is. Absolutely so true. And in fact, that, that brings back to my mind an old adage, if you remember, it has been said, if at first you don't succeed, mm-hmm. relax. You're just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> thought you were going to say I know else, you but, I like I that one. <laughs> but, but you're right ha- have you ever at all tried to do something and and offered it up to god and it ended up being a complete failure well that's got to be the worst right oh, i've man. done it oh, um man. perhaps it was your feeble attempt to share the gospel with some friends and you stuttered or you you couldn't get through it um and the only um uh, not only did they fail to respond to you in an affirmative way, but they also became angry with mm-hmm. you. It Or it may have been a prayer for somebody to get better, and the next thing you know, they got worse, yeah. you know. Um, I believe God even appreciates our failures, not just our successes. He does, and I think that it's through the failures and it's, uh, that you realize the successes even more so and appreciate them. And more importantly, it's 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 how you strengthening your relationship with with God, and, and it's through. Right. And the failures have got to happen in our life. That's right. why He gave us the free will. Otherwise, He wouldn't have given us free will, That's right. and we just would have been all extraordinary. Right. And He would much <laughs> rather that we try and fail than never do anything for anybody at all. That's right. Besides, failure is not always a bad thing. No. When we we learn from our mistakes, and failures can and do teach success to us. Successful people, though, know how to handle failure, and that's the difference between successful and, and people and people who aren't. Mm-hmm. You know, many who failed initially only went on to succeed later in life. And Albert Einstein, for an example, failed at math before he discovered the theory of relativity. Isaac Newton had to have an apple fall on his head before discovering the theory of gravity. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan failed to make his high school basketball team before making the NBA. You might say that Peter himself was the patron saint of ordinary people. In short, Peter was a man just like us. And so the point is here that God can take an ordinary person and do something extraordinary. Jesus did not choose the apostles because they were great, but rather their greatness came as a result of Jesus choosing them. In the same way, God did not choose you because you were great. You aren't. Neither am I. Yet in his grace and his mercy and his love, he can do something wonderful with our lives. So are you being ordinary or are you trying to be extraordinary? Exactly. Well, that's a wrap. We're going to go ahead and end with a prayer. In the name of the Father, Father and of the Son, Son and the Holy, Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. Amen. Gracious and loving God, whose hands hold all matters of life, Grant us grace of excellence in the work that we do. Help us to give all we do careful thought and strict attention that will lead us to being extraordinary in all that we do. Watch over us and govern our actions that we may not mar its perfection. 
Show us how to give our best and let us not despise the toil that is necessary to complete it. Please grant us the blessing of your help and guidance. We pray with humble hearts in thanksgiving and in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Principal Matters is a production of Catholic Community Radio.